the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the best of investing on 860 AM, The Answer. The show that brings you valuable information about real estate, the financial markets, and other economic business of the day. Your host, Edward Brown, is a nationally recognized expert on money and investing who has appeared on CNN and has published numerous articles in national business magazines and newspapers. Now, your host for the best of investing, Edward Brown. Welcome. You're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown. Our phone number is 888-912-1190. Use that number to answer the trivia questions for a five-pack tanning certificate given away during this show. That certificate's not sponsored by the radio station, but by Tanbella Tanning Salon with two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin. And since we are toward the end of uh, football, uh, today's trivia theme is the Super Bowl. And we'll see how much everybody knows about the Super Bowl. Now, today we do have a special guest, Doug Haworth. Uh, I, did I pronounce that correctly? Yeah, that's good. Haworth, yeah. Haworth, mm-hmm. Haworth. okay. Yeah, that's yeah. actually how it is. Okay. Uh, Doug is a renowned economist and founder of Hypernomics, Inc., reshaping market analysis and catching the eye of industry leaders like NASA and Lockheed Martin. Get ready for his upcoming book, Hypernomics, uh, using hidden dimensions to solve unseen problems, a source of inspiration for fresh ideas and game-changing innovations. Doug, holy smokes, that's pretty cool. Welcome to the best investing. (laughs) <laughs> thank you. I really appreciate it. I love your show. Thank you so much for having me on. It's well, well, a big honor. Thank Thanks. You. Hey, listen, thanks for being our guest. This is really cool. We haven't had uh, this good. I've had um, I've had economists, uh, well-renowned mm-hmm. uh, economists on the show, but uh, something like this sounds a little a little different, especially with NASA and, and Lockheed Martin. Um, so uh, to tell us a little bit about what, what hyper, hypernomics is. Well, hypernomics Hyper- is, a, is a new word that uh, – yeah comes from a prefix, hyper, and a root, nonomy. So hyper, in one sense of the word, means existing in more than three dimensions, as in hyperspace. And then nonomy is a field of study. So hypernomics is a field of study that exists in more than three dimensions. It starts out with four dimensions and goes from there. And I got the idea watching my wife buy a washing machine, of all things. (laughs) <laughs> okay, you got to tell us how that how that come about. Well, we were uh, a little a little bit more background there. I I'd, I'd always been wondering about the the standard coordinate systems that were taught back in high school, and uh, I'd always thought there was something missing in that. And so we, we, the wife and I went out looking for a new washing machine, and we've been trudging around a bunch of stores, and we finally rolled into a local big box store. And so we huh? rolled up to these washing machines and she said, she's starting to study one. She says, you know, I like this washing machine. It's got more capacity than we have at home. And I thought capacity versus price. 
Now that's what we would call, we analysts would call a two dimensional problem. Yeah. And then she said, you know, we've only got one gentle cycle on our machine back home. I want something that's got more than one gentle cycle. In fact, lots of cycles. And this one's got more cycles. And I thought cycles versus price. She's up to a 3D problem. Huh. And so then I saw the next, I like this machine. She did too. I saw the next machine up the line, the same brand and I, and um, more capacities, more cycles. Yeah. And I said, what about this one? She says, well, it's too expensive. We can't afford it. And then I realized that we were part of a, a group of people that were going to buy this machine and our sale was going to push the quantity out a little bit this way along a, a, a quantity price axis. So quantity this way and price this way. We were mm -hmm. part of the quantity that was going to be sold in the course of the year. So I realized that she was solving a four-dimensional problem in her head. She was looking at capacity, cycles, price, and quantity. So I, and I looked around the store, and I, I, I realized that everybody, for every product in that store, and indeed the whole world, was solving 40 problems in their head. Yeah, because what we are you talking about like once you buy the machine, that's one less machine is on the floor to, to be sold to somebody else? Well, it's it's one more machine that's been sold and it actually pushes a pushes the quantity out that's been sold for that year. So that's something that you can yeah. plot. And so yeah. what we do is we plot quantity versus price in two dimensions in our in our system. And then we would plot, uh, plot what we call value attributes. So the, the value it attribute. Goes beyond, it, goes, it goes beyond this just typical supply and demand. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is, yeah. in fact, glad you brought that up. Right? It, 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 it reveals what we call the law of value and demand. And that's got four clauses to it. The law of value and demand states that the product features drive value. Value yeah. determines price. Price limits quantity sold, yeah. and quantity sold as a feature. And people will say to me, Doug, it's circular. I go, yes, it's always been circular. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, always, yeah, that's always point. Yeah, and it turns out that every market that starts to mature starts to self-aggregate in ways that we yeah. can describe, including the stock market, which is why we're here today talking about the art of investing. It actually works for the stock market, too. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we're going to continue on uh, uh, okay. after our break to talk more about that because it's very interesting. All right. All right. And again, just to remind Doug, the uh, the rules here, I'm going to ask the question. If you know the answer, don't say anything yet. We'll ask you okay. answer it when we come back. Excuse me. Uh, so our trivia theme is the Super Bowl. And here's our question. Played in 19, excuse me, in January of 1982, Super Bowl XV1, which would be 16, uh, narrowly won by the San Francisco 49ers, thanks in large part to their kicker, capping off four drives with field goals. Who was this kicker for the 49ers, who was born in Austria, I didn't know that, and would play for the team for 11 seasons? And I'll give you a little bonus if uh, if you if you happen to know what other career he had other than being a kicker. <laughs> All right, uh, call eight 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 nine one two eleven ninety. The first caller with the correct answer wins that tanning certificate. Stay with us. The best of investing will be right back. Don't touch that dial. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at eight 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 nine one two eleven ninety. The best of investing will continue in a moment. 
on 860 AM, The Answer. Now, back to the best of investing with Edward Brown on 860 AM, The Answer. Welcome back to the best of investing. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Doug Haworth. How are you? Um, okay, here's our uh, uh, first trivia question about the Super Bowl. Uh, played in January 1982, Super Bowl 16 was narrowly won by the San Francisco 49ers over the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, thanks in large part to their kicker capping off four drives with field goals. Who was this kicker for the 49ers who was born in Aus- Austria and would play for the team for 11 seasons? Do you remember that, Doug? No, I, I remember the game, and I remember Joe Mon. It was Joe Montana, I think, Montana. that was part of that. Part. Yeah, but I don't remember the kicker. That's a good question, Redwood. So the I kicker was Ray Worshing, and uh, the the bonus was uh, what was his other career? He was actually a CPA. <laughs> yeah, I tell you, those those accountants can kick. All yeah. right. So <laughs> D- Doug is a renowned economist and founder of Hypernomics. So uh, why should we? Why should companies employ hypernomics uh, analysis before making any decisions? Well, it, it turns well, out that <laughs> the customers that buy your products will aggregate their aggregate behaviors in ways in which you can describe it before you get into it. And they also have a self-limiting feature when it comes to demand. So, for example, there was an outfit in Reno, Nevada called Arion. Arion was founded by Robert Bass, one of the Bass brothers out of Fort Worth, Texas, a billionaire. And he decided he was going to build a supersonic business jet. And so what we say in our, our little field is that you have to get three things right. You've got to get the cost right. Yeah. you got to get the value right, which is what the sustainable price is, and you've got to get the demand right. Yeah. So he, he, he came up with a model, and he actually posted to everybody. He said, this is what I'm going to spend to develop it. And we worked out the development cost using some other models, and that seemed reasonable. He had the right number of digits there. He was, he was within a, a shouting distance of the of B. Cost it was going to take to develop it, and then he posted a price for his vehicle. It was 120 million bucks for this eight-passenger, thousand-mile capable, thousand-mile-an-hour capable uh, jet. Chump by some measures, it was even wor- it was worth more than that. So 120 yeah. seemed kind of reasonable. But then, then he we looked at the demand. Now he started out in yeah. 2014 with 20 firm orders. And I had thought to myself, that's not going to make it. He, he wanted to sell 300 in a decade and 500 overall. And, and if, if you follow Boeing or Airbus, you know that they typically don't launch a plane until they have hundreds of firm orders in hand. And then they rush off and they start to make the new plane. But okay. they don't rush off and build a new plane just because they think it's going to sell without proving that it's going to sell. Yeah. And so it turns out in that market and in every other market, there's what's known as a demand, an outer demand frontier, which describes the limit, the, the price price limit that the the customers have relative to how much they're going to buy. And yeah, so yeah, but let me let me ask you. Let me interrupt you sure. for a second, if I could. Uh, there's, I mean, there's the cost in that case. There's the cost of the plane, 120 million mm-hmm. for eight passenger. The question I would ask is, you know, what because of fuel and and all that other kind of stuff. What 
could you reasonably charge a customer to fly on that where they would be willing to pay it? Or was that, or is it, or were these going to be just private ones only? This know? was going to be a private one, but that's an excellent question, Edward, because there's other companies now that are boom supersonic, that's, for example, which is what you're probably yeah. alluding to is trying to make a commercial jet. And that's a huge, huge problem. Um, and what you're alluding to there too, is that other commercial jet manufacturers and the engine manufacturers are getting massive amounts of money coming to them by improving the fuel efficiency and making it very economical to, to fly at from place to place. So yeah. those of you who are in the industry might know that jet airliners, today's jet airliners fly at a slower speed typically than what they did 20 and 30 years ago. And the reason for that is they get better fuel economy. Yeah. So that, that really does touch on a point, but in the supersonic business jet realm, they thought that, well, if you're wealthy enough to buy the plane, you're going to be wealthy enough to, make it you know fly all year long but that still is a consideration you just don't want to have something willy-nilly that's going to cost you so much that you can't afford to fly it but they so and when they launched this demand frontier again this outer boundary that describes the if you plot a bunch of dots you plot the quantity and you plot the price there's this limit out here that said that when they launched at the price they wanted there was a limit of 47 of these vehicles they could sell. Now you recall that they started with 20 and then five years pass yeah. and they still have just the same 20 orders. So the yeah, demand I mean, there's only so many people that can afford a hundred million dollars with, which, and Precisely. it's just, I mean, and, and, and then from there, there's all kinds of extra costs. You have to have mechanics, you have to have the oh, pilot, yeah. you have to have oh, the yeah. few, you know, the cost of fuel. I mean, it's, it's, you, you have to be, a, a a mega billionaire really to be able to Precisely. afford that because even even the billionaires they might buy a jet for twenty million bucks right. and that still gives them a lot of leeway to uh, you know go ahead and, and spend the rest of the money on on fuel etc. Tell you what, look, we're going to cut to our second commercial break here. Uh, we're talking the uh, Super Bowl. So the New York Giants won Super Bowl twenty one in 1987 behind a dominant performance from their quarterback who was this player who had only three incompletions on 25 pass attempts while throwing for three touchdowns so basically who was the quarterback for the new york giants for super bowl 21 which was in 1987 call 888-912-1190 first caller with the correct answer wins that tanning certificate also want to make a mention here for itex which is a company that does barter exchange uh, totally legal get a 1099 but it's uh, a way to kind of participate without paying cash check them out itex I-T-E-X, and you'll see you'll see what I mean. All right, stay with us. You're listening to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown and my special guest, Deg Doug Haworth. All right, don't touch that dial. You're listening to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on 860 AM, The Answer. You're listening to The Best of Investing on 860 AM, The Answer. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Edward Brown, host of The Best of Investing. I'm right here now. Okay, here we go. Are you ready? Here is our trivia question number two that we asked. Welcome back, audience. Okay, uh, the New York, they're talking about the Super Bowl here. The New York Giants won Super Bowl 21 in 1987. I believe they beat the Denver Broncos back then. Uh, 
behind a dominant performance from their quarterback. Uh, basically, who was the quarterback for the New York Giants, who, if I remember correctly, play in New Jersey, uh, <laughs> right. or at least they did back then. Uh, yes. Do you remember who the quarterback was? I think it was I Phil Sims. It was Phil Sims. All right. Well, so far you're you're fifty. You're, you're uh, one for two. That's good. Yeah. There. Um, there you go. What I do want to make a mention also here. You know, the Super Bowl is coming up. What better way to, uh, um, you know, celebrate it than to go to Mountain Mike's Pizza in San Rafael? Pizza the way it ought to be. I got to figure that they're going to be busy. They have awesome pizza. Uh, oh, yeah. Check them out. Uh, the one in San Rafael, Mountain Mike's Pizza. All right. So we have Doug Howarth uh, in our studio here on Zoom, so to speak. Um, so how can hyponomics help me make household economic decisions? Well, um, it, it can be used to figure out the, the best deal, say, for that washing machine that we were talking about. If you wanted to take the time to plot the washing machines for their cycles and their capacity and their warranty against their price, you could use a, some software that we designed. Um, we have the world's first patented software for 4D analytics. Huh. You could gather all that data together, push it into the model, and it would tell you, if you did the work, it would tell you which one was the best deal. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah, yeah it's interesting. Whenever, um, like, whenever I buy anything, be it you know going to a, a place that sells tools or mm -hmm. uh, you know, Best Buy or one of these things, you know, it's they're always trying to sell you uh, you know an extended warranty. You know, my oh, first sure. question is, is <laughs> wait, isn't this good enough? I mean, it's like you know, after ninety days, what is it going to go broke? But if it's that bad after ninety days, I shouldn't buy it to begin with. But sure. some of these things, it's like, oh, I know what it was. I just bought a printer at Staples, and the, right. the, the printer was it was on sale. It was a really good printer. We're looking at it right now. It was only like a hundred bucks. And it's like, yeah, do you want to extend your warranty for four years, you know, for another like $90 or something ridiculous, right? And I'm going, no, I'll just buy a new one, you know. Right. I know we're a little bit of a throwaway society, but, uh, you know, at least a lot of things become obsolete. Not so much a washing machine. Um, well, but, televisions, for example, televisions yeah. are 97% are less expensive now than they were 20 years ago. If you amazing. measure the dollars per per pixel per screen, yeah. screen inch, it's uh, so much. And they have so much. They're so much better too. Yeah, right. Yeah. With capacities, yeah. So, uh, and before before I forget, because I always want to remember uh, how how people can get a hold of our guests if they have more questions. So, give out your information. Sure. Uh, sure. The the company is Hypernomics Inc. So, if you go to hypernomics dot com, that's H Y. P-E-R-N-O-M-I-C-S dot com. You can take a look at our software for sale, examine all the posts that we've put up over the years, uh, see a bunch of videos that I've done. And there's a link there to the books, that the book that I'm, I'm selling right now, which is entitled Hypernomics, Using Hidden Dimensions to Solve Unseen Problems. Um, you can also find that book on Amazon or Barnes and Noble or Wiley's sites. And you should be able oh, to yeah. uh, walk into your local Barnes and Noble and, and discover it there for yourself. I'm pretty yeah, excited. I'm it should be in, uh, what's that? Well, I was going to say that, you know, I'm trying to think like, think of a 4D type thing because, you know, it's four dimensional in a way, right? Because, you yeah. know, one thing affects another, like you said, it's sort of circular. And so it, you know, eventually you kind of come to a pinnacle of, because of, you got to make a decision on something. 
Yeah, yeah. What it yeah. does um, for those, well, you've got you've got people that are going to see this visually, and, and most of the people are going to see it uh, or, or going to consume it over the air, right? Is that that's how it works for you here? Most people are listeners as opposed to yeah. the viewers. Yeah, but I, mean, I would think that most people, you know, they they either write it down. You know, some people are driving in their car, uh, right? But you know, if they just Google hypernomics, they should find you, right? Yeah, they should find us. Yes, they, the okay. way to envision this in a four-dimensional system, the trick, uh, the, the breakthrough in thought that I had that enables this is that this system starts at at zero and goes it starts at zero and goes positive in every direction from there. And so, it, it, the easiest way to imagine this is if you can take a, a a rectangular house with two square rooms. So, for example, if you wanted to see something like this, we like to envision the what we call the House of Elvis. Elvis Presley was born in a two-room shotgun shack in Tupelo, Mississippi, and it was rectangular, basically had two square rooms. And if you're facing the house, if you can imagine the right-hand room against the back wall, you would plot the quantities on one axis, the horizontal axis, the axis that runs across the floor where the wall yeah. meets the floor, and then vertically that would be price. Yeah. And then the other room where the vertical axis is still priced, if you could imagine, say, for a car, electric car, yeah. one dimension might be horsepower and another dimension might be range. And that's really all that it is, is that it takes things you know. This is the important part. It takes a lot of things that you know and combines them into a view that you probably haven't seen before, but you can use. And that that's the crucial part of this is that. It takes things that you're familiar with and combines them into some view that makes you, allows you to make more decisions. Yeah, it's like a program. You just kind of input the various mm -hmm. aspects it into it. It's a software program, yes. Very good. Okay. Uh, here's our third trivia question on the Super Bowl. This, uh, time goes fast. It's kind of fascinating stuff. <laughs> so Super Bowl, boy, they got these Roman numerals here. Okay. This would be right. sumo, sumo, Super Bowl 50. In uh, 2014, showcased the versatility of a Seattle Seahawks player who led the team in rushing and also had an 87-yard kickoff return for a touchdown. Who was this wide receiver who, in addition to winning the Super Bowl, also won two national championships in college with the Florida Gators? Call 888-912-1190. First caller with the correct answer wins that tanning certificate. Stay with us. The Best of Investing will be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. The best of investing will continue in a moment on 860 AM, The Answer. Now, back to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown on 860 AM, The Answer. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Edward Brown here along with Doug Hallworth. Um... Trivia question number three, Super Bowl 58 in 2014 showcased the versatility of a Seattle Seahawks player who led the team in rushing and also had an 87-yard kickoff return for a touchdown. Who was this wide receiver who, in addition to winning the Super Bowl, also won two national championships in college with the Florida Gators? This one's a hard one because yeah, yeah, it is hard. And I used to live in Seattle. I should know this. My 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 my, my the rest of my family up in Seattle is going to kick me for not knowing this. I don't know that one. That's a good one. Percy Harvin. 
Chrissy Harvin. Oh, yeah, wow. just somebody. I, I, you know, I just again one of those wow. people who you, you just don't think of too much. You know, you think of uh, you no. know Russell Wilson and that sort of thing, and, uh, and uh, Richard Sherman. But uh, yeah, you know, right. Percy Harvin. Sorry, Percy. Don't anything personal. <laughs> just we don't remember you too. I remember right, the name. Sure remember I remember you. him doing that well. Right. Okay. So we're in the studio here with Doug to talk about hypernomics. So, if, from an investing standpoint, how? Uh, you know, we talked about washing machines, and, and I kind of right. get, mm-hmm. get that. How, how does it? How does hypernomics work with investing? <laughs> well, what we do with hypernomics is we we gather data. We, we've invested uh, our my own funds. We've been running for forty seven months, and we're doing better than the S and P five hundred, and we're doing better than Berkshire Hathaway. And the chances of us having that due to just to luck was less than one in one quadrillion for both of these. So, <laughs> how did you figure that at one in one well, quadrillion? We, they, we, we used a, some statistics. There's a statistical method where you can compare two columns of data, and we worked that out. It's called the student's T test. We use a student's T test to validate the uh, likelihood that we just did this due to luck, and it's gotcha. infinitesimal. So, okay. What we do is we, we, we kind of follow a, a Warren Buffett model of investing. We do what we call value investing, which is what he calls it. The, the twist such as this for us is that we do it with these multiple dimensions, and we take several cuts at it. So what we, we would typically do is we'd import data. We only use the S&P 500 stocks because we want to make it conservative, and we only go long. And we're not day traders. And so we, we don't have options either. Um, no cryptocurrency, no yeah. commodities, none of that stuff. And so what about, so how, and how much are, how important are dividends in this model? Uh, we like dividends a lot, just like Warren Buffett yeah. does. So yeah. dividends, it makes it so that you can make money even if the stock's going down. And so we, it, dividends is a, feature of the stock, just like the feature of the washing machine is what's the what's its capacity. The dividends is saying that, you know, I'm going to give you money every year. The company is saying, based on my history, I'm going to give you a dividend because you've invested in us. So I'm going to give you some money back. And so we're, yeah. we're big fans of dividends, very big fans of dividends. And so okay. one of the things you can do when you pull the data in from the S&P 500, I, I pull it in through um, TD Ameritrade. Well, it used to be TD Ameritrade, now it's, yeah. now it's Schwab, but I get their think and swim data come in. And mm-hmm. then what you we do is we condition the data, which is to say we get rid of the stuff that the, all the uh, the data elements that don't have any data in it. We have to remove those because the, mm-hmm. the program will blow up if you don't do that. And then okay. what we do is we try to see, we try to test to see what, what people are buying. So in 2000, <clears throat> when we started the fund, Dividends were really the bomb. And so if you, you pick dividends, you could actually find out the, the stocks that were undervalued with respect to dividends. Now, then what's happened since then is there are two, two pretty big events happened at, for us, at least in the financial world. One was COVID hit. Sure. And then uh, event number two was the Fed, in its infinite lack of wisdom, we would argue, decided that it would be a great idea to crank the money supply up by 400% plus. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, you heard that right. 400% plus in two quarters. Yeah. yeah. Now, we're, we are still feeling the effects of that, this inflation sure. that we have. And I think in, inflation is underreported. I, I imagine some oh, yeah. of you listeners do, too. 
I, it's, I, I it's know. I'm thinking inflation's closer to thirty percent. Forget this eight yeah. percent or whatever. I mean, I, anybody oh, going yeah. to the grocery store? I mean, there's some things I buy. Uh, you know, I'll just give you an example. Um, do you know Soda Stream? You know those yes, canisters. I basically, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, I love, I love those things. You, know, you can make your own seltzer water, basically carbonated right. water. Um, I used to pay eleven dollars to do a replacement canister. You know, if you, uh-huh. it's, you exchange the canister, right? It's now like twenty two dollars. Oh, That's one hundred percent inflation. You oh, know? wow. And though, wow. but it's only it's only eleven dollars, yeah. But it's a hundred percent inflation, you know. So go right, ahead, yeah. So so we, yeah. Actually, so anyway, that actually, threw us for a bit of a loop, but yeah, we we well, we look let me, at the let me ask you, okay, because you, you you have your 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 program, your computer program uh-huh. that you 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 offer to people, you know, with the, mm-hmm. and there's a book too. Um, but did I hear you say you actually have a fund also? Yeah, well, it's my own personal money, and we've attracted oh, some okay. interest from some other people. We are are thinking of expanding it to make it open to the public, okay. you know, with, with some other firms. And so we, we have another firm that or two that's been interested in us for a while because we're, we're doing pretty well with this. Yeah. Because it's both conservative and it's beating the S and P 500. And, and it's uh, four, it, you said, you said so you've had, a, you've been doing this for four years. Is that what it yeah, is? It'll be is four years come the 20th of February. So yeah, four can, years. Can you share, can you, are you allowed to share your results on uh, radio? Um, yeah, we're, we are, um, our, if you, we applied an index to us, we're up 72%, we're 72, 172% of what we started at after all the trades and everything. Okay. And it works out to an annual rate of return of about 9%. So, okay, which is pretty good considering how up on even the market's been over the years. So, yeah. So yeah, gotcha. it's, it's doing pretty well. Um, now, having said that, we only have one person working that. That's me. Uh, we're going to intend to, if we get more people on it, we think we'll do better because we'll be able to do more research and, and find other opportunities. And then, uh, so you, you know, and buy, then we we'll, get these black swan events, it kind of changes things, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> there's no way we, we, we thought we modeled a whole bunch. You know, we, we pre modeled this before we did it. We back tested up markets, back tested down markets, but yeah. Who could ever backtest a 400% increase in the money supply? I mean, the, no, it's I, unprecedented. You know, how can you do that? I mean, it's, you know, well, we, it's we, we didn't even thought that back then. So, yeah, like my, my shtick is, uh, is real estate, but I, uh-huh. I, I would rather be a lender because it's more conservative than being an owner of real estate. Sure. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, I own my home, but I don't look at that as an investment. That's just, you know, it's a sure. place where I live, right? Um, and you know who we didn't know that COVID was going to do what it did. Oh right, no. uh, you know. Uh-huh. I mean, you know. Now it turns out that we've actually you know benefited from it, uh, but you know things could happen. And and I when I tell people, I, as I said, you know, no matter what side of the political aisle you're on with regard to, you know, the, uh, in, I call it an invasion at, at the Southern border um, <laughs> with all those millions of people coming in, they're going to need a place to live. And, right, and so yeah. eventually, you know, I, I don't, I just don't see real estate right for right now. My crystal ball doesn't say it's going to plummet, but uh, stay with us, Doug. Uh, we're going to go to our next commercial break and sure. uh, audience don't touch that dial. When we come back, we're going to have some closing comments. You're listening to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on 860 AM. The answer. You're listening to The Best of Investing on 860 AM, The Answer. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. 
Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with my special guest, Doug, Doug Haworth. Um, uh, so, Doug, uh, if people are interested in uh, looking you up with uh, Hypernomics, how do they get a hold of you? Yeah, you can go to the website, which is hypernomics.com, H-Y-P-E-R-N-O-M-I-C-S.com. There you'll find uh, data about our software, links to some of our posts, our you know our blogs, other videos that I've done, and then links to the, the book that I've just produced entitled Hypernomics Using Hidden Dimensions to Solve Unseen Problems. And for those of you that want to come, go to my personal website, you can go to DougHoward.com, and you can write me there, or you can write me at the company website, and I'll, I'll, return, your, I'll return your email. Great. Well, Doug, thank you so much for being our guest. I uh, want to move on really to... Sure. Okay. So now there, there's a fund that I actually manage uh, called the Pacific Southwest Note Fund. It's part of the Pacific Private Money uh, family of funds. Uh, and we, we just produce a uh, just an 8.5% uh, distribution to our clients. Uh, oh, the average, yeah, because it's very conservative. We, we buy discounted mortgages from banks, head funds, et cetera. And then we also lend against discounted mortgages from a company that provides us the mortgages. So uh, it's super conservative. Um, the average loan to value is only 54%, but oh, because wow. we're buying the notes at a discount, our average LTV, our average investment to value is only 37%. So you, oh, could, you, you yeah, you'd have to have more than a, a 60% drop in real estate in a short period of time for us to lose. Uh, so we feel very confident about that. So uh, for more information on that, just go to PacificPrivateMoney.com and, and look up the tab for uh, Invest Now and look at the Southwest Note Fund, and, and uh, we'll give you information. So it's interesting because we, I've had a number of clients say, you know, 8.5% is great. You know, it's very conservative. But, boy, you know, for buying these notes at a discount, the people you're dealing with, you know, they're, they're probably making bank. On this, and I said, "Well, yeah, we're just trying to be the conservative little old lady, you know. Give just give us eight and a half percent." So they say, "Well, is there any way for us to participate in potentially these profits?" And I said, "Well, I don't know. Let me find out." So it looks <laughs> like we're going to potentially allow clients to invest in a way where we're going to give them uh, most likely, and don't don't hold me to this, but most likely a 12% return, uh, oh, but it'll be it'll be deferred for, you know, up to two years because it, it takes a while to go through the foreclosures in certain states. Um, and, uh, you know, sometimes you work out deals with the borrowers to, to pay for a little bit longer, and, and there's some nuances to it. So, um, you know, for, again, we haven't set it up yet, uh, but we're we're thinking about it. So if anybody's mm, interested, interesting. Uh, just yeah, just you know what, call you can still call that eight 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 nine one two eleven ninety number and leave your your uh, your message on there and say you know what I, I heard you talking about this potential twelve percent. Uh, you know, keep me on the list or something like this. Is how to get a hold of me, uh, or if you're interested in the eight and a half percent return, uh, you know, again eight 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 nine one two eleven ninety, and then we'll talk. You know, there's no guarantees on anything, but uh, but so far we've been extremely concerned conservative with our uh, Southwest note fund where we're paying eight and a half percent. We've raised, uh, I think about 9 million uh, right now. Wow. So it's, it, but it's a fairly, that's considered a fairly small fund. Uh, we also have the Pacific freedom fund, which uh, just pays either eight, nine or 10%, depending upon how much money you put in. And on that one, we don't buy discounted notes. We actually originate uh, just like yeah. a regular bank. And we're doing primarily uh, bridge loans. So people want to want to buy a house. They haven't sold their their first house, but they want to buy the next one first. You know, 
kind of buying that one before they sell the other one makes life right. a little bit easier. Um, so again, check out PacificPrivateMoney.com. All right, Doug, are you ready for our thoughts for the day? Sure. Here we go. Fire away. Okay. So, uh, so I changed my password to incorrect. So anytime I forget and enter the wrong thing, the computer tells me what it is. Not bad. <laughs> and uh, and uh, I went for a COVID test, and uh, my doctor asked if I had a sudden loss of taste. I said, no, I always dress this way. Um, okay. Tune in. There you go. That, you know, every once in a while I get a guest on and doesn't laugh. I go, what did I do wrong? You know, these are good dad jokes. All right, audience. Tune in next week to the best of investing. We're going to be giving away more free prizes for answering trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown. We're wishing you the best of investing. So long. You've been listening to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for The Best of Investing on 860 AM. The answer. This radio broadcast is in no way an offer to sell securities except where applicable in states where we are registered or where an exemption or exclusion from such registration exists. Information discussed during this broadcast, whether stock quotes, charts, articles, or any other statement or statements regarding market or other financial information is obtained from sources which we believe are reliable, but we do not warrant or guarantee the timeliness or accuracy of this information. Nothing in this broadcast should be interpreted to state or imply that past results are an indication of future performance. There are no warranties expressed or implied as to accuracy, completeness, or results obtained from this broadcast. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.